0: My name is Jason Allen, and I'm the host of Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Reclamation Worship. We are looking at J.C. Ryle's thoughts for young men, and believe it or not, after this week, there are only two more readings. I know, sad but true. I hope that this uh, little excursion using J.C. Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men has been beneficial to you and your family. Uh, If it is, please share this podcast with others. Direct them to reclamationworship.com where they can find previous episodes. Also, you can send them over to iTunes where they can uh, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us get the word out, and uh, we would be grateful for that. In today's reading, you're going to hear Bishop Ryle talking about public means of grace. And one of those means of grace that he will discuss is the Sabbath. And while his view of the Sabbath may be different from yours, I want to encourage you to not check out or to completely disregard what he has to say, because uh, it is very important to consider And in the show notes at ReclamationWorship.com, I will uh, give a little bit of attention uh, to this issue and uh, maybe throw out some questions for you to discuss with your children with respect to the Sabbath. All right, well, let's head on over to the reading. For another thing, be diligent in the use of all public means of grace. Be regular in going to the house of God whenever it is open for prayer and preaching, and it is in your power to attend. Be regular in keeping the Lord's day holy, and determine that God's day out of the seven shall henceforth always be given to its rightful owner. I would not leave any false impression on your minds. Do not go away and say, I told you that keeping your church made up the whole of religion. I tell you no such thing. I have no wish to see you grow up formalists and Pharisees. If you think the mere carrying your body to a certain house at certain times on a certain day in the week will make you a Christian and prepare you to meet God, I tell you flatly you are miserably deceived. All services without heart service are unprofitable and vain. They only are true worshipers who worship God in spirit and in truth. The Father seeketh such to worship Him. John 4.23 John 4.23 But means of grace are not to be despised because they are not saviors. Gold is not food. You cannot eat it. But you would not, therefore, say it is useless and throw it away. Your soul's eternal well-doing most certainly does not depend on means of grace. But it is no less certain that without them, as a general rule, your soul will not do well. God might take all who are saved to heaven in a chariot of fire, as he did Elijah but he does not do so. He might teach them all by visions and dreams and miraculous interpositions without requiring them to read or think for themselves, but he does not do so. And why not? Because he is a God that works by means, and it is his law and will that in all man's dealings with him, means shall be used. None but a fool or enthusiast would think of building a house without ladders and scaffolding, And just so, no wise man will despise means. I dwell the more on this point, because Satan will try hard to fill your minds with arguments against means. He will draw your attention to the numbers of persons who use them and are no better for the using. See there, he will whisper, do you not observe those who go to church and are no better than those who stay away? But do not let this move you. It is never fair to argue against a thing because it is improperly used. It does not follow that means of grace can do no good because many attend on them and get no good from them. Medicine is not to be despised because many take it and do not recover their health. No man would think of giving up eating and drinking because others choose to eat and drink improperly and so make themselves ill. The value of means of grace, like other things, depends in a great measure on the manner and spirit in which we use them. I dwell on this point, too, because of the strong anxiety I feel that every young man should regularly hear the preaching of Christ's gospel. I cannot tell you how important I think this is. By God's blessing, the ministry of the gospel might be the means of converting your soul, of leading you to a saving knowledge of Christ, of making you a child of God indeed and in truth. This would be cause for eternal thankfulness indeed. This would be an event over which angels would rejoice. But even if this were not the case, there is a restraining power and influence in the ministry of the gospel, under which I earnestly desire every young man to be brought. There are thousands whom it keeps back from evil, though it has not yet turned them unto God. It has made them far better members of society, though it has not yet made them true Christians. There is a certain kind of mysterious power in the faithful preaching of the gospel which tells insensibly on multitudes who listen to it without receiving it into their hearts. To hear sin cried down and holiness cried up, to hear Christ exalted and the works of the devil denounced, to hear the kingdom of heaven and its blessedness described, and the world and its emptiness exposed, to hear this week after week, Sunday after Sunday, is seldom without good effect to the soul. It makes it far harder afterwards to run into any excess of riot and profligacy. It acts as a wholesome check upon a man's heart. This, I believe, is one way in which that promise of God is made good. My word shall not return unto me void. Isaiah 55 11. There is much truth in that strong saying of Whitfield. The gospel keeps many a one from the jail and the gallows, if it does not keep him from hell. Let me here name another point which is closely connected with this subject. Let nothing ever tempt you to become a Sabbath-breaker. I press this on your attention. Make conscience of giving all your Sabbath to God. A spirit of disregard for this holy day is growing up amongst us with fearful rapidity and not least among young men. Sunday traveling by railways and steamboats, Sunday visiting, Sunday excursions are becoming every year more common than they were and are doing infinite harm to souls. Young men, be jealous on this point. Whether you live in town or country, Take up a decided line. Resolve not to profane your Sabbath. Let not this plausible argument of needful relaxation for your body, let not the example of all around you, let not the invitation of companions with whom you may be thrown, let none of these things move you to depart from this settled rule, that God's day shall be given to God. Once give over caring for the Sabbath, and in the end you will give over caring for your soul. The steps which lead to this conclusion are easy and regular. Begin with not honoring God's day, and you will soon not honor God's house. Cease to honor God's house, and you will soon cease to honor God's book. Cease to honor God's book, and by and by, you will give God no honor at all. Let a man lay the foundation of having no Sabbath, and I am never surprised if he finishes with the top stone of no God. It is a remarkable saying of Judge Hale. Of all the persons who were convicted of capital crimes while he was upon the bench, he found only a few who would not confess on inquiry that they began their career of wickedness by a neglect of the Sabbath. Young men, you may be thrown among companions who forget the honor of the Lord's Day, but resolve by God's help that you will always remember to keep it holy. Honor it by a regular attendance at some place where the gospel is preached. Settle down under a faithful ministry, and once settled, let your place in church never be empty. Believe me, you will find a special blessing following you. If thou call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth. Isaiah 58, 13 and 14. And one thing is very certain. Your feelings about the Sabbath will always be a test and criterion of your fitness for heaven. Sabbaths are a foretaste and fragment of heaven. The man who finds them a burden and not a privilege may be sure that his heart stands in need of a mighty change. Well, this concludes this week's reading of J.C. Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men. If you would like to know more about this podcast, you can find information in the show notes, again, at ReclamationWorship.com. Click on podcast and this particular episode, and you will see uh, the information there in the show notes. We are on Instagram, at Reclamation Worship. We are on Facebook, at Reclamation Worship, and we are on Twitter, at Reclamation HQ. Until next time, solely Deo Gloria.